I want us to stay just right here. I really, I really sense this is exactly, this is exactly how I want to go into the message today. I feel like what's happening in a lot of your spirits is there's an encounter that's beginning to unfold. And we're just going to let that continue as I share because our, our section of Isaiah 61 today is, is uh, really delicate and tender. And so we're going to, I think we'll just keep the lights low. Thank you, worship team. And right now, um, as you're sitting and all of those things, we're just going to kind of maintain that. But I'd like everyone to just open your hands a little bit like this. And And I want you to just say, Holy Spirit, I'm open. My heart is yours. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just declare right now an atmosphere of an encounter in the house. God, I pray that your voice would be louder than every other voice. God, we just cut off a voice of fear, the voice of the liar, a voice of the deceiver, the voice of pain. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I just silence the enemy. And we give you room in our hearts, God, even as we talk and focus on listening and all of those, God, we thank you that you're moving. Thank you, Jesus. We're in the middle of Isaiah 61, and I am super, super excited um, about this next section. So if you want to open your Bible, we are in the center of verse 3. Last week, Pastor John preached on uh, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. And today we're moving in to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness or despair. And I want to just kind of center in on beauty for ashes today, but I love this section of Isaiah 61. I call it the great exchange section because it's like this beautiful picture of this exchange that God is doing. And you know, if you've, if you're in a relationship with the Lord where you really let him speak to you and you listen and you speak back. You'll notice that God is, is like into the exchange business, right? He's always exchanging something with us and he always trades up. He always trades up. 
He's like, hey, let me have your mess and I'm going to give you something amazing for it. Uh, let me have that hurt and I'm going to give you healing. Let me have this and I'm going to give you this. And that's what this section is. Instead of this, you get this. Instead of this, you get this. Instead of this, you get this. And I love it. I love it. And when you look at this, beauty for ashes, the oil of gladness, instead of mourning and a garment of praise, instead of a spirit of heaviness, it's, it's like this picture. If you look at it through the culture uh, of the time, you can see the picture of what it would look like for people to be in mourning. They would wear sackcloth and ashes. If you're very familiar with your Bible, it's, it's kind of like all sprinkled throughout the New Testament. One of my, the ones that comes to my mind is in the story of Esther. When the king decrees that all of the Jews are going to be slaughtered on one day, an entire race is going to be wiped out because of just hatred. There's a certain Jew named Mordecai. And in fact, all of the Jews, it says they would be weeping. But it says he sat outside the temple gates. He, he tore his clothes. He put on sackcloth and he covered his head with ashes. And that was just like the customary way that they mourned, whether that was death or loss or something terrible. And even sometimes it would stand for repentance. But they would put these ashes on their head as a covering or wipe it on their forehead. And they would dress in sackcloth to just say like, I'm mourning. There's something serious happening in my heart, in my life. And that's how they, they displayed that. And so when you look at Isaiah 61, where he's saying there's going to be beauty for ashes, there's a garment of praise uh, instead of a spirit of heaviness. I just see uh, the picture of, of Jesus addressing the mourning, you know, of, of the clothing and the head. And so we're going to focus on beauty for ashes today. And this exchange is absolutely stunning. Because instead of covering your head with ashes, which by definition would be residue that remains after something has been burned. It's a symbol of despair, of loss, of hopelessness or death. So instead of putting that on top of your heads, Jesus is offering a crown of beauty. A symbol of victory, authority, and power. By definition, an ornamental headdress symbolizing sovereignty. So I looked up the word sovereignty. My nerdiness is going to come out a lot in this message, so enjoy it. Sovereign means to be supreme, but listen to this definition. Or to not be controlled by outside forces. So listen to this. This exchange... Besides the fact that it's a crown, and I think that's super awesome and that's super sweet to me. This exchange is about going from victim to victor. Because ashes by their very nature is a picture, it's residue of something that has happened to it. In other words, it is totally controlled by outside forces. It's a product of outside forces. And Jesus is saying, hey, 
I want you to give me that. I'm, I want you to give me the things that have happened to you. And I'm going to exchange them for something that will say, no, this one is sovereign and full of authority. In other words, you're not going to be controlled by outside forces. So this exchange is about leaving a victim mentality into living in victory and your authority. So you move from focusing on what has happened to you to who you really are. Because when you're looking at ashes, you're looking at circumstances. You're looking at things that have caused the ashes. When you're looking at a crown of beauty, you're looking at identity. The crown has nothing to do with our past, present, future, anything that's happened to us, our family origin, except for that we're in the family of God. It has nothing to do with our circumstances. It has everything to do with who you are as a son or a daughter. And this is the power of beauty for ashes. I mean, there's just so much there. Like when I saw that definition this morning, I was like, are you kidding me? To not be controlled by outside forces. It's like the very opposite of ashes in my mind. And so God is saying, hey, for all of those who are mourning, for all of those whose heads are covered with ashes, for all of those who are focused on on all of the ash, I'm giving you a royal identity. I'm giving you a life that's marked by victory. And authority and power and sovereignty. I'm bringing the beauty. I want all that mess off your head so that there can be beauty there. Beauty for ashes. I recently had an encounter with Jesus um, in my just personal worship time. It's been a few months ago. So I've been working on beauty for ashes. I was like, John, we're preaching Isaiah 61. When we get to beauty for ashes, it's mine. I call it. So I, I, the way I hang out with Jesus is I lay on the floor and I just listen to music and I read the word and I just wait. And I wait for him to come and speak to me. And, and I'm... I'm wired to see, I'm wired to just encounter. And so, um, while I was laying on the floor, I, I saw this picture. (laughs) It's so weird. You guys just bear with me. Okay. I saw this picture. It's kind of like a vision. It was the Holy spirit and he was in my heart and he, so he's in this garden, right? I didn't realize it was my heart at first, but I'm watching the Holy spirit. He's in this garden and he comes over and there's like this pile it's ashes. And he, he's like so happy about this. And he's coming, it's like frolicking, okay? It's like, think of this, okay? He's like full of glee, just not a care in the world. And he's like picking up the ashes and he's like throwing them everywhere. And when I realized that was my heart, I got really offended. If I, you know, can I just be real raw with you today? I'm going to say it because a lot of you feel it. I was thinking, 
Are you kidding me right now? You're going to take like residue from the deepest pain in my life and handle it lightheartedly and throw it around like it's a party? You know, does the Holy Spirit ever offend you? (laughs) That's usually a good idea that you should check your heart and not be so religious. But I felt like he just said, just stop, just, can you watch? And so, so I'm like, how rude. Um, But so he keeps doing it and I, I begin to watch and I begin to see that where the ash is falling in this garden of my heart, there's like the most incredible, beautiful flowers and growth coming up and all of the the trees and all the other things in the garden that were being touched by this ash there was fresh beauty being added to those trees too new new fruit new life and i just i was amazed number one but then i I caught God's heart concerning my deepest pain. And I want you to get this. It's not that he does not care. He was there when the fire was burning and causing all the ashes and was close and was weeping with me and was holding me and sustaining me through those things. But I caught his heart to say, all this stuff that's left here, like, let's make something beautiful. Like, he's just like so happy, like, watch what I can do with this mess. Like, whoa, beautiful, beautiful. I caught his heart for my life. And see, some of us, you want to just memorialize your ashes. like grandma and you set it up in a pot on the mantle of your heart to always remember to always remember that thing that I lived through and that person who scarred me and the deepest darkest part of my life but church we are not called to memorialize the ashes of our life They were never meant to sit on the mantle of our heart as a reminder. They were meant to be planted into our life and make something beautiful to show other people the power of God. When you memorialize your ashes, you can tell people your story all day long about how wounded you are. And you can, you invite a victim spirit to come and attach itself on your life. Because all you are looking at is the ashes and how you're wearing a badge of honor because of all the terrible things you've lived through. 
And people can, can hear your story and be like, that's amazing that you're still alive. Wow, that must have been really hard. And you can get pity and you can get sympathy and you can get encouragement. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and take those ashes and turn it into something beautiful where there's amazing life springing up and you tell somebody about that, then you get people into the kingdom of heaven. It becomes a testimony because they look at your life and say, how in the world did this become this in your life? And all we can say is because we serve a God who takes our deepest, darkest, painful despair where there's nothing left but ashes and makes it into something glorious for his kingdom. It's the way he works. So after I had this encounter, I decided, because this is the way I work and being the nerd that I am, I decided to look up the ecology of fire in nature to see how this worked in the physical. And what I found was amazing. I pull up this article. I'm looking up the ecology of fire. So... If there's a forest fire, fire serves as an agent of renewal and change. This is all from scientific uh, journals that I read. This is, not, this is not Christian journals or anything. Okay, so just listen to me because there's some application here for the spirit that I think is amazing. Fire serves as an agent of renewal or change. Fire adds nutrients to the soil. It makes it ripe with nutrients for fresh growth. There are some trees that only reproduce because of fire. Their seeds only only come alive when they're under extreme heat. It melts off this wax-like surface so that new trees can grow. Which blows my mind. That's the dumbest thing ever. Why would you, if you have a big tree, you got to burn it down so you have seeds for new trees? I don't get it, but that's the way it works, okay? And there's actually science that is saying, I read this whole article, it's so fascinating, I couldn't find it again this morning. That after a forest fire, the ash and all the devastation that's been burned actually creates a space for new species of plants and animals to form. In other words, new, new, brand new things come up out of the ashes that only can be formed in this environment. And then it invites new species that have never lived in that forest before. They will come and forage because there's something new to eat there. And so you end up with forests that have brand new species of life that they never had before, as well as brand new plants, brand new trees. I mean, like, is this mind blowing to you? I'm reading this article. I'm like, because this is what it's like this is how the holy spirit works of course he would make it like that in nature too when we walk through fire in our lives it serves as an agent of renewal and change in you 
When you walk through fire in your lives, when you experience something that brings ashes into your life, you have created, uh, you haven't created, the fire has created a brand new surface full of nutrients for fresh growth, and in fact, will grow things in your spirit that could not have been there had you not experienced that thing, that loss, that hardship. And I'll just throw this out. It's not just to tell you how incredibly good God is. When I went to this article, I was reading this journal article. I was like, this is incredible. It was the one that was just like grabbing my attention. It was like, oh God, you are so good. How do you do this? At the end of it, I see the date that it was published. March 30th, 2010. March 30th is my birthday. 2010, for me, was a year of fire. Where I experienced failure and loss and pain on the deepest level that I ever had. And when I got to the bottom of that article and I saw that date, I thought, oh God. Oh my God, how do you do this? Then I just started soaking again because I was like, I'm done now. I can't, can't even function. And the Lord said, I've given you a crown. I've given you the crown of beauty. And, and I've heard that before, but I felt like there was some, some significance. So I was like, what are you talking about? He said, your crown, I've given it to you. And I looked down and on my hand, I was wearing a ring, a diamond crown ring that was given to me on March 30th, 2010. I'm not, I can't make this up. The Lord watches over your heart and your life with such detail that it will blow your mind when you delve into the depths of his spirit and what he has for you. He will take the darkest place And use it to bring renewal into your life and change. He will use it. Is it, is it his will? No. He doesn't want to walk. He doesn't want you to walk through broken relationships and failure and death and watching somebody die from cancer. That's not God's heart. But in the middle of our broken world where we experience ashes, he made a plan to say, I can take all this and do something amazing with it. I can redeem this. I can, I can work for your good. And friends, I, I just believe that the Lord wants to do a beautiful work today. 
He wants to bring beauty to the places in your life where you have experienced devastation. And I, I want to be really sensitive because when we start talking about ashes, uh, we get real tender. We're dealing with some of our deepest pain and our loss and our heartache. Some of the hardest things we've faced in our lives. But there's going to come a time, and here's the thing too, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't mourn those things because loss is loss and we have to mourn and we have to grieve. But see, in our mourning, God will come and say, okay, you've mourned long enough. Let's, let's do something with the ashes. Let's do something beautiful. And I remember, I guess I'm just going to cry for you guys today. I remember being at a fall conference several years ago. I don't remember the date or anything. I could figure it out, I'm sure. And I cried through the entire night. All of worship, this per- Tammy Donahue gets up to speak. I don't even know what she was talking about. I, cry- I cried. I-, I wept through the entire thing. And I remember at the end of worship, just having this vision of Jesus walking up to me and he had fire in his hands and he came bringing it as, as a gift to me. Just, I want to, I want to put this fire inside of you. And I was just like, I can't, I can't. Because when, I just like had this flash into my heart that just looked like a dark and empty room just covered with ashes. And I thought, I, I have been burned enough. I don't want any fire. I don't want to talk about fire. I don't want to do fire. I don't like it. And this was following 2010. It was sometime after that. And I just remember... The Lord being so sensitive. And he said, no, that's, that's not the effect of my fire, prin- princess, is what he calls me. That's not my work. But because you've been burned, you've pushed away every kind of fire. And I'm here today to tell you that the time is over. And I want this inside your heart. And see, we all have to come to a point in our morning where the Lord says, it's time. It's time. It's time to move on. Your grieving is done. Your mourning is done. Yes, I'm very aware of the room that's dark and gray and just full of ash. But I'm coming to put my fire in it. And see, his fire doesn't cause that kind of devastation. I mean, it can destroy earthly things that we don't want in our lives anyway. And sometimes that's painful. But his fire isn't coming to destroy and ravage and bring despair. But what happens sometimes is if you go through a really painful time where you've been burned, you will disconnect from the heart of the Father and from His fire because it all feels the same. 
Because fire is fire, right? And if you're not careful, you'll, you'll pull back and you'll disconnect from the heart of God. But his fire, his presence is what will sustain you. I'm going to share another vision and then we're going to go into all kinds of responses. I pulled up my computer last night. I've started writing, you guys. But mostly it's just like logging my encounters during my personal prayer time. So I pulled one up and I was like, oh, I forgot about this. This is so good. And it's got, doesn't, goes with my message. So. Um, if you're a guest with us, uh, there's, there's just a really strong vision for our church that I refer to as circles, lines, and tents. And the gist of it is that our church gathers in lines with a fire in the front. I saw this vision of us in lines with a big fire in the front. And then the line, it would, it's like an army camp. And then they would break into circles and there would be a fire in the middle of the circle. And then they would leave their circles and they would go to their tents where you could see the fire burning inside their tents. And the element of the fire was the most important. That was the God's presence. And that's what, what kept this, this military camp running. It's what was sacred. So circles, lines, and tents. And so I had the circles, lines, and tents vision um, in... I don't remember what the date was on my thing, February again. And I saw a sweet rain coming over the camp. And it was like one of, we don't get rain like that very often in Midland, just like that really slow, steady drizzle that's just amazing for the ground. And um, everybody that was in the camp just started looking up and the rain was falling on our faces and just everyone was beginning to be refreshed. And I looked over and I, I began to see in, in the middle of all the people, we were in the lines at this point, uh, I, I began to see that, that water was hitting the dirt, but all around us there was ash mixed in with this dirt. And as the rain hit it, amazing life began to flourish in our camp. There was beauty coming up that we had never seen before. Just kind of growth in the camp. Because the camp is always like desolate when I see it. It's always just like Midland, you know, or something. I don't know. Just like <laughs> desert. Uh, and, and I just began to see this life growing up. And I, I just heard the Lord say, you know what? Your camp, <laughs> the people in your camp have gone through a lot. There's a lot of ash here. And I want to make that into something beautiful. I want to make that into something beautiful. And then somebody called me with a vision and said, I saw the most beautiful growth coming out of Living Way Church because there was, it was like the soil is so rich with ash from the things that the people have walked through the last two or three years that it's providing life that is so beautiful that you could never even explain it. And so I believe that the Lord wants to do something among us. Now, here's the two things that go with circles, lines, and tents, and then we're going to come back to beauty for ashes because I don't want to, I feel like it's a good word. Some people in the camp are going to be so tempted to go to the one flower that we have grown and celebrate that thing to the death. Like, 
look, we got a flower and it's amazing and let's rejoice and let's celebrate it. And like we make everything about this one flower. And I just heard the Holy Spirit say, never take your focus off of the fire for the growth that's coming. Don't look at one flower and get so caught up in that that you become satisfied with that much because what I have is beauty to spread throughout the whole camp. He wants to see a growth that goes way beyond. And so when we begin to see this beauty springing up, we, number one, have to keep our focus on the fire of tending to that. Celebrating the growth, but also looking for new growth. And the other thing he said is uh, that I began to see is some people were so worried about the rain putting out the fire that their whole focus was on just protecting the fire the way it had been. And the Lord just said, when I send rain into the camp, it won't put your fire out. It will make your fire grow. So, that's just a random word for the church. But I believe it ties in, beauty for ashes. So here's, here's the thing. We must remove the ashes off the mantle of our heart and stop memorializing our pain. If you want to see beauty come from your ashes, you have to stop memorializing them. We must surrender to the work of the Holy Spirit. Even when he offends us the way he deals with our pain. We must renew our minds and check our hearts so that we don't become disconnected from Jesus and his holy fire that is supposed to be burning in our lives. We must never mix up the destruction of the fire of this world and the fire of his presence. And so I want us to respond in those in in that way. As I said before, right before we, you know, that last song, I began to pray, God, just begin to create an atmosphere of an encounter with our hearts. And I just felt like he was just beginning to pry us open. Because here's the deal. When we start talking about ashes, we get real personal real fast. So I was like, Holy Spirit, we, we need you to go ahead and uh, prepare our hearts like during the worship time before the message. Because I think he wants to get real personal this morning. And not in a way that is embarrassing to you. Not in a way that makes us have to relive all of our pain. But in a way that's really tender and really gentle where he wants to come to you. And he wants to do an exchange with some of you this morning. There's some of you in here that need, need to hear the word from the Lord where he comes and says, it's time. It's time. That's not for every person, but some of you need to hear Jesus say, the time of mourning is over. 
Let's, let's do something with this mess. Some of you just need to do the exchange and say, I'm going to stop focusing on all the things that have happened to me. And I'm going to allow you to touch the ashes and see what you can do with them. Others of you just need to actually admit, not necessarily to a human in this room, but to the Lord, that there are ashes there. See, some of you are memorializing them like a badge of honor, and others of you are just like, oh, we'll just sweep that under my rug right here. We don't have to... (laughs) There's no ashes in here. What are you talking about? Some of you just need to have that, that moment with Jesus where you can say, I've been burned. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay to be very vulnerable with Jesus in this moment. It might be a really close relationship. It could be family. It could be your spouse. It could be whatever that, that you just feel so burned. And you know what? If that has caused you pain, you need to be able to tell that to the Lord so he can come and work in it. Rather than saying, oh, I would never say that that person burned me because I could just never, that's, they didn't mean to. Well, if they might not have meant to cause a fire that burned everything in your heart, but if they did, then let's deal with the ashes and make it something beautiful. And then there's, there's others of you in here that I just feel like um, the Lord reminded me of this story of him bringing the fire. I had totally forgotten about that. Uh, And I just felt like the Lord was saying, there's some people who have been like you who mixed up the devastating fire of the world with the fire of my holiness and my presence. And he wants to come and rekindle something in your heart that's new, that's fresh. So I think the first way that we're going to do this is personally, but I am going to make some people come up here and have hands laid on you. But right now, I I want you to just close your eyes. Every single person in here is in a different place. Your ashes might look different than the other person or how they got there. But we've all walked through devastation. Holy Spirit, come. And right now, if if you have something in your mind, an event, something that's burned you, a relationship that's so broken, your deepest hurt, like where you're just raw. If you're willing, I want you right now to just picture yourself handing that to Jesus.
just as a form of surrender to say, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to just keep living with this swept under the rug or on my mantle. I, I'm just going to invite you into this pain, into this devastation. And so, God, as we, as we just hand you those places in our life, What do you have in exchange? And I believe some of you are, are going to just have a picture pop into your head right now or a word or you're just like the first thing you think of. It's like, what, are, what is Holy Spirit going to give you instead of the ashes that you're handing him? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, just begin a healing work deep in in the hearts of all of us today, God. With this great exchange, Lord, may we have eyes to see beauty that's coming from our ashes. Lord, we choose to stand up out of our mourning and remove the ashes off of our head and clear them out of our hearts. And Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would come, just like your word says, that you would bestow on us a crown of beauty for our ashes. That you would move us from victim to victor. That we would step into our sonship and our daughtership where we experience authority and power, where we are unmoved by the things around us, not controlled by outside forces. Reestablish your truth in our heart. God, whatever you said to us or showed us about what you want to exchange, Lord, we receive that as truth. Some of you can just stay there. If there's anybody in the house who says, I need the fire of Jesus back in my heart. I've been timid about that. I've been really disconnected because I've been burned by the earthly fire so much that I've gotten it all mixed up and I need my mind renewed and I need, I need that fire back in my life. If that's you, would you, um, would you come up here? Cause I want to pray for you. I want to impart the fire of God into your heart. So if you just say, or maybe it's just like the fire's there, but it's so dim. Like I've just been so focused on all the ashes that like, that's what I need. I need that holy fire burning again inside of me. If that's you, you can come up here. And all the rest of you who aren't that person, you can just stay right where you're at in your encounter. For what you're doing in our midst, we thank you, God, that uh, we have received the word of God today, the word of the Lord to us, and we choose to honor you for giving it. 
and we choose to receive and believe everything that's been spoken over us, Lord, every prayer prayed over us, Lord, every declaration, every word of truth that's been ministered to us. We choose to believe it and receive it. Thank you, Lord, that you are greater than anything that can happen to us, Lord. You are stronger. You are, you are mightier, God. You, are, you have more love, Lord, than there is hurt in this world. We thank you, Lord, that your power is made perfect in our weakness in our brokenness, God, display your power. Lord, that people would say, they would know that they would see that the power is from God and not from us. We want people to be drawn to you. Lord, and we want to be carriers, God. We just commission ourselves as carriers of the fire of God. That wherever we go, that we might release the fire of your presence, God, the fire of your love, the fire of your, your healing, God, the fire of your joy, the fire of your hope. Lord, it is not meant just for us to enjoy, God. It's meant for us to spread it. And so we thank you today, and we honor you, Lord, for what you've done once again. Do it again, Lord. You're faithful. You are faithful, God. Do it again. Do it again, God. Do it again. You've never failed us, Lord. Do it again. Show yourself strong. Show yourself kind. Show yourself able to deliver and save, God. Show yourself able to renew and restore. Thank you for that, God. Thank you for continuing that work, Lord, that as we meet with you, Father, we thank you, Lord, for encounters with you in our personal times, God, that we would take time so we can meet with you, so you can speak to us, so that you can show us things, that we wouldn't get so busy that we just walk through life and we just don't ever take time with you. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. What an awesome word, my dear. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, anybody who can.